What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Deer Vein Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Heller, and today we got Jordan and Kelsey on from Pull Back and Let Go. Before we uh, before we hop in with intros with them, just super quick, um, if you guys are in the market for a mapping GPS app, gotta gotta plug the sponsors a couple times here. Um, Onyx Maps is where you guys should be looking. They're a phenomenal GPS waypoint app. Um, you can drop waypoints. You can have public private land boundaries. They work on and offline. Uh, if you ever listen to the podcast, certainly you know that that we use Onyx Maps pretty much every day of the season. The other one would be uh, a Vector Custom Shop, which are arrows. Uh, they make custom arrows for your bow. Um, they also have broadheads now. So if you're having tuning issues, you're running out of arrows, definitely go check out Custom uh, Vector Custom Shop. And then last but not least is Venado. They make lifestyle apparel, which is similar to uh, what Jordan and Kelsey are doing and what they've started up now. Um, Venado is down in southeastern Wisconsin. They make some awesome like flannels, awesome hoodies, uh, great shirts, but also, you know, talking to Jordan and Kelsey today about their story and building their brand. So certainly um, check out both of these companies, but we're currently, you know, working with Venado and I know those guys a lot better, but I'm looking to better know, pull back and let go. Cause I love the, I love the brand. I love the, the, what you guys post and all that stuff. So Jordan, Kelsey, why don't you kind of introduce you guys yourselves and then tell us a little bit about Pull Back and Let Go and your story. Well, I'm Jordan Gensmer of Pull Back and Let Go. Um, and this is my wife. Kelsey. Uh, we started, yeah, we started <laughs> archery brand here back in uh, 2018. And uh, believe it or not, it was more of a spoof idea than it actually was planned. Um, Perfect. my, and I were on our way to ATA, um, and I, I guess I had thought of it and it's something kind of, we used to say like, oh, we're going to go pull back and let go on a big buck tonight or, you know, whatever. And we decided that that was fairly catchy and, um, decided to, my buddy's like, you should make a, see if Instagram or whatever, Facebook, if there's a, you know, that available and, and it was, so we claimed it and. And I kind of a short story, but that's how it was born, really. Okay. So in our past life, we say, um, Jordan and I got married uh, 15 years ago. And we are originally from Winona, Minnesota. And we moved up to Hayward. Um, we grew up coming up here um, at my parents' cabin. Um, so we were like the weekend warriors. And we became big musky fishermen and fell in love with Angler's Haven Resort. Long story short on that one. A uh, quick dream. We ended up purchasing the resort um, within months of us getting married. <laughs> and we've been here for 15 years. So our full-time job is the resort. So we're open six months of the summer um, every day, except for Mondays. And we open for four months in the in the winter for snowmobiling. And so we're on Le Couture, Angler's Haven Resort. So that's what we've been doing. That is our, that, that is, is our, our job. That's our job. Um, so when Jordan came back with, from ATA and saying this idea, I'm like, this could be, this would be super cool, Jordan, you know, like, you know, you had talked to whoever and gotten a, a logo made and had worked on that for about six months. And then we decided to get some hats made like that fall yep. and then started getting an Instagram following and then decided we wanted to do some t-shirts. And so for us at the resort, we have apparel at the bar because we have a, it's a bar and a restaurant and then we have seven cabins. And so we started selling pullback out, out of the bar 
and just it's because it's a talking point for us you know behind the bar and talk with our guests and you know they see the logo oh you're into archery you know stuff like that and it kind of spiraled from there I mean that's that was like 2018 so the last you know four and a half years or whatever has been we've just we've just grown so much. So for the idea here, we've, we've had some, you know, we hold all the inventory in the bar and it looks like a big building, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> so we're tripping on boxes basically. And we're holding out on folding things up because we don't have the room to store it to this fall. When you saw that we needed, we needed to get it. We needed to get a warehouse. And to back up just a little bit, um, anglers was a great spot to kind of test the logo and the and the yeah. you know pull back and let go to kind of see like the like our normal customers to see what they thought of it um not everyone that comes to anglers is a bow hunter but there's more than you would think i mean we do live in wisconsin um <laughs> yeah so it was a great i don't want to use the word test market but it was a great place to test it out and yeah. see if people actually like it for sure you know like what their thoughts on it were their critiques their you know, like a non, I mean, I've had more and you don't have to be a hunter to be into anything. I'm not saying that, but, you know, I have a lot of non hunters who think the logo is really great, you know? That's so, cool. and that, that kind of kept feeding Kelsey and I is like kind of Kelsey poking me in the side, like, see, this is a thing, you know, it's a thing. And I'm like, I don't know. So I have to give her credit for kind of keep pushing the cart, so to speak. Like you need to move it to the next step. You need to move it to the next step, that type of thing. Um, so anglers was a great place to kind of get the, the critiques in and the, you know, I like it. I don't like it. What does it mean? That type of thing. Um, so was, yeah. yeah. So basically nice. what Kelsey was trying to say is we ran out of space here at anglers for all the anglers inventory clothing plus regular bar resort stuff. And then having a brand, you know, brand, uh, clothing brand sucking up all the rest of the storage, uh, space so to speak of you know sweatshirts hoodies t-shirts all the things we have so and that's what inspired us to move to a different location and um it was just kind of like it was time to find a different spot for all the pullback stuff so when we were when he well when we <laughs> i would say him but it was his idea but um when we started this whole thing where, you know, we, we tried to guide everything to online marketing and online stores and all of that. And God, it is so hard to get everything online and then find, you know, you think you're finding the right website and the right purchasing app and all of that stuff. And it's, you find it and you get it done and it sucks, you know, spend all this day, all these weeks trying to get everything on inventory and your pricing set up, you know, and this is 2019 you know, even just the last three years, how things have changed with, you know, technology to, you know, Shopify wasn't even, I don't even think was hardly a thing then. And to finding another website, an idea of like right off of the Wix things. And it's just like, you know, you change, I've changed, we've changed our platform for our sales three times and trying to find the right way, the easiest, like co most cohesive way for your online shoppers to just hit the checkout button, you know, where that's always, you know, you always have the intention of buying so many things, but when you get to the checkout, you're like, oh, I don't have my wallet on me. Like my phone didn't memorize that card on that website or whatever. That was like one of our biggest projects here, like this fall as well is switching that platform over again. So I hope we got it all set up. Then to think 
you know, we have a blast. Like we're going into our third show season. We do the Wisconsin. Well, we, we've done the Iowa show. We'll be there the third year this year. And then Wisconsin will be our second year um, at the Dells because they switched it last year, I think. Right. No, two years ago because we went with the kids that one time. And then, um, but we find our glory and like fun is verbally being with people. And obviously that's because of anglers and just you see their faces and you read all the things being in person. So like the shows are so much fun for us to be down there just to be able to see the people and, you know, vice versa compliments. And, you know, you're, you're able to see what people really do like and things like that versus just a, Oh babe, we got to order, you know, through your phone and you just process the order or whatever, but it's cool recognizing those names. Cause you've met them at shows, you know, things like that. So I think going into the idea of, yeah, we're growing, we need more space to then seeing the space and saying, there's a storefront here. This is cool. Like you get your face to FaceTime part still, you know? Yeah. So we've, we've set that up to, we have like a little lounge area, um, you know, to just chat with people or whatever. And you know, we just had a soft opening on Saturday. So we had about 75 people show up and there was like 15 little kids just running around. It was just chaotic, but it was so much fun. But it was really cool to see the community come out and support you as well. And, you know, we're dealers for Big Time and Radix Blinds. And so we'll have all that in the short, in the store as well. And, um, or we do have it in the store. But I think it's really just that like whole community feeling that like we love that opening up that storefront is just that cool, that cool personal factor. Mm -hmm. uh, to, it's like a place to tell dear stories and see people's reactions and their excitement. And yeah, versus you know, just being like, versus just a logo on Instagram yeah, or something. The, rather than just like saying congrats through Instagram, which is nice too. Yeah. But it's not like, it's a lot better when you can, you see the kid come in and he's excited that he, you know, took his first year or a guy that took a, his best year or a, a girl or whatever, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those like cool things. Like when you used to buy your tag at the, you know, at the gas station or the, the old hardware store and everyone used to stand around and look at deer and, you know, the yeah. old days. Like camaraderie. Yeah. camaraderie is what it is, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that makes, wow. A, that's awesome. I appreciate you guys. Like, I don't have to ask any questions. You guys just tell me, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> um, so, and there's, I have a lot of questions there, but yeah, I, I totally agree. The, uh, like having that camaraderie, like it's diff, it's totally different when you're bow hunting by yourself and you get a good buck and like, but you're still by yourself and you post it and all your buddies are like, Hey, cool. Congrats. Like, and they're sending you messages. Yeah. But when you're with like a group of like, you know, your eight buddies and you're all on a hunt together and someone gets one like that camaraderie is so much more fun and engaging than by yourself and getting it through the Internet. Right. Right. You know, and I can easily see that in terms of like selling like your soft opening and 75 people show up and you got all these people running around and it's friends. It's people, you know, from the community, people who are want us wanting, wanting to support you and wanting to help you out and have all these stories and all these conversations to tell, like I can see that that is definitely um, more fun than taking online orders. Right. <laughs> and the, the other thing too, is what we, we, we're known as we are known because we're there. So like anglers and, and this is a lot of kind of Hayward 
like mentality too, or like how, how you run, like you don't just go to Angler's Haven, you go see Jordan and Kelsey, you don't go to trailways and see, you go to Dave and Kathy's like people know the, like the establishment is the owner's name in their like nickname. Do you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. because you're always there. And mm-hmm. so with pullback, like Jordan and Kelsey are always there. Now with the storefront, it might be a little bit different, but it's, we have our team, which is also two other gals that have helped us a ton and they're actually servers with us at anglers. So it's, it's like, it's, it works out awesome. We're kind of always having business meetings and stuff, but, um, that is like, that's the main, like that's the bread and butter is you, you, Mm -hmm. you have to there, you are the face of your own brand and it's not just something that, that you just pawn off on somebody else to help with your success. It's, you have to be involved in it 100%. Yeah. Oh yeah. And especially, you know, in Northern, Northern Wisconsin, or even, you know, not even Northern Wisconsin, any, any part of any States where there's smaller communities, you know, like Stone Lake, where you guys are at, it's all about, it's all like, there aren't a ton of people there. So it's about that community and especially owning anglers, like, and being a part of that community already. Like I I'm sure that could only have, have helped. Um, so with, with anglers, like, I guess back and way up, like you guys got married and you're like, yeah, let's throw down a whole bunch of cash and buy this resort. Like, how did that work out? <laughs> that, that's probably a whole nother that's a po- whole other <laughs> podcast. Yeah, a whole other po- <laughs> in a nutshell. Um, yeah, we, we got, we got offered an opportunity and I guess we, uh, people say, oh, you jumped off the curb. And, and I guess I like to say it if sometimes it feels like we jumped off the bridge, but um you know we love and it's been a wild ride from beginning to end and um you know everyone wants to be a resorter until it's time to do resort things um so to speak so um but it's very rewarding um it's doable for anybody it's doable for anybody um you just gotta want to do it yeah um you gotta care you have to uh be passionate about what you're doing um which kind of translated into starting the brand i guess because you know we're we're both passionate about bow hunting and um you know passing those traditions on to our kids and i've always been kind of a you know i wanted some cool archery clothing so i'm like well i'm not like ragging on anyone in the industry but like i'm like i just don't really dig you know anyone else's clothing at the time they like you know like back in 2018 or earlier than that even i'm like if there was someone that came up with some cool archery clothing i think it would sell really well not saying that we have the coolest archery clothing in the world but i really like our stuff and i I feel like a lot of people do too so um it's just kind of my way of getting into the industry and kind of being passionate about you know bow hunting so don't get me wrong this you don't have to be some millionaire to try to get into buying a resort like we left Winona without a, an a, approval on like a $75,000 home because we had no credit. Like we we're <laughs> I lived with Jordan's parents the last six months of, of Winona before we got married, because I, I, I don't know. I never, I never lived in an apartment. I never had rent, anything like that. So I never, I had one truck loan. Jordan had a couple of vehicle loans and a Harley loan. So when we moved up to Hayward and all of a sudden we're the 23 year old kids that are buying your resort, they're like, Jesus, <laughs> well 
if you use big words when you're very young, it becomes very intimidating for older people to listen to that young person when they're like, holy shit, like, sorry, I don't know if my language, but how did these guys get into this? And well, the thing is, is like, what else do you have to lose? What are we going to do? Just walk away from it and go back to Winona? Heaven forbid. You know what I mean? So we had nothing to lose. We didn't have kids, you know, whatever. So going into, you know, key point, if you're going to buy some big old business, get into a land contract, you know, make a plan, get into a land contract, get out of the land contract before your, your balloon is due. Then you don't have to put a down payment down for your bank loan because now it's just a transfer stuff like that. Like just be smart. Don't live beyond your means. That's not, you know, hello. <laughs> Shouldn't be that, especially now. Um, you know, things like that. And then don't be afraid. Like, like we said, so what? We order 75 hats. What's the worst we're going to do? Discount them and sell them and still make a buck or two off the hats. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take off. You know, don't don't buy like $75,000 worth of apparel when you don't even know if anybody knows you from Jack Smack. But like, just start small. You know, you can place an order and then add another thing in and see how things go. And you have to spend money to make money. You do have to do that. But but that whole living, don't live beyond your means. Like don't too, don't shoot to the moon. Just maybe like, you know, an hour away from earth and then go a little further. <laughs> no, that's it. That's a great point. I think a lot of people are told like, as they're growing up, like, oh, you can't do that. Or, oh, that's too risky. Or that's, you know, like, like there's these like self self-imposed or like community imposed like restrictions on what people believe they can or can't do right? right and if you're smart about it and you don't give a shit what instagram thinks of the car you drive or the clothes you wear or what you're eating for dinner like you know i'm i like i i would imagine if i were in your shoes i would have been trying to eat fish out of that lake for a long time to yeah. like cut costs on dinner right believe, you know yeah i believe they call it self-limiting beliefs <laughs> but yeah just have to you just have to go for it and then like like Jordan had said when he you know kind of complimented me to keep the wagon going or whatever but is that just take one more little baby step further and that you know you'll you get that you'll get that back and then staying consistent and staying in it for the long haul like you're not buying a resort and thinking you're going to get out of it in five years you're buying a resort and hoping you can get out of it in 15 to 20 right. you know that look at both sides of it with pullback this was different because this is our baby we starting we're starting this from the ground up like like i told jordan the other day i said jordan you had the idea of a name you had a logo you ordered shirts or you ordered hats then you ordered shirts now we made three large orders since then we've gone to trade shows now we are we're renting a building and we have staff like that's huge <laughs> four years right you know so you just have to keep, you just have to keep at it. You can't give up on something in six months. That's silly. Yeah, no, I, I, I certainly agree. I mean, it's four years. That's the same. When I started Deer Vein, that was four years ago. And I went, my first, first podcast had like four or five listens, you know, and now I'm up to roughly thousands, like a thousand or more per podcast, like generally. And, and it's like, it's growing year over year over year. It's just getting higher and higher. And it's not because I like gave up in the first six months. I enjoy doing this. I'm sure you guys enjoy the brand. I'm sure you guys, like, like you said, Jordan, you got to want to do the work at anglers. So like, 
you enjoy it. It's a part of your life. It's what you do. And you have passion for anything. It'll naturally like start growing as long as you put addition, some additional effort in, which is what Kelsey is like poking you to do, Jordan, like buy some mm-hmm. hats, buy some shirts, like yep. let's get a store, like let's add some staff. And for Actually, years, was- like a lot of people feel, <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of people feel that they need to, you know, make a million dollars in year one or they're nothing, but like mm-hmm. that's so far beyond like. That's not close to reality. No. <laughs> right. Uh, no, that's, I mean, I think that's really cool and, and pull back and let go. Like for anybody listening, like pull back and let go.com. Um, I believe that's what it is. Right. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. Pull back and let go.com. And then also like Stone Lake, Wisconsin, which is up near Hayward. If you guys are up there, you know, either this summer or this winter, snowmobiling or whatever, got a store storefront. So you can swing by and pick up some goods, stop in, pick up some big time, a new, a new box blind, whatever you guys want. Right. Radix cameras. Um, there's a couple of the little things that we'll probably add through between now and next year if everything goes as as good as it is. But um, yeah, for right now, all of our gear is there and uh, Radix products, blinds, um, cameras, and and so on, and then all the the whole line of big time. Yeah, that's no, pretty that's- well we put this together i this idea together in the last like six weeks (laughs) it was a weekend of posting at anglers and jordan just made this one phone call he's like i know someone that's here for rent i'm gonna give him a call and uh the girls and i are sitting at at the bar and at that moment there was nobody in the bar so he's like i'll just do it right now and we kind of looked at each other and we're all like i honestly didn't think he was gonna pick up and he did (laughs) from there then it got and it got real real all of a sudden all of a sudden i was uh talking to a talking to him about my idea with his building and yeah we ended up uh looking at it the next day and deciding to to go for it so that's awesome been kind of, been kind of a drag strip uh, ever since <laughs> with, with being a small business owner or owners or however you want to look at it i would say like you know it's enjoyable and it's frustrating at the same time kind of like our hunting season this year <laughs> <laughs> uh jordan you've been able to go you went to south dakota this year yeah uh some high school buddies and i went to south dakota on a mule deer hunt with our bows um yeah it was it was tough i i'm sure a lot of hunters have the same story this year at least this is my excuse uh it was very warm uh we were in the probably close to high 60s low 70s every day um made a lot of made a lot of stocks you were um, like it was the end of october right yeah end yeah. of october um had a great trip don't get me wrong you know love getting together with buddies and going hunting and having a reason to get out there and use our equipment and and uh wear some of the new stuff and show it off so to speak but uh no harvest um saw a lot of good deer whether it was from 50 yards away with our bows drawn or if it was a mile away with our spotting scope so but otherwise we had a great trip. Um, yeah. And then, uh, Kelsey and I both went to Missouri. Yeah. The end of October, end we of, came back on Halloween. Yeah. Right at the end of October and kind of same story. Um, we left two days early. Yeah. It was, uh, warm as well. Um, highs got into the, I don't know. I think it was 70s in the seventies again. It was seventies, a couple days. And I think the coldest day was in the fifties. So 
Um, as we all know for bow hunting, that's not exactly what you're looking for. The deer don't move until like right at dark or right at dusk. So yeah, I had yeah. one night where three eights, a six and a four, but they were all so far away. Yep. Too and, far I, away. and I had a decent buck, but it was just too far and wouldn't commit. So, but great, great experiences, great trips, just no, no, uh, grip and grins. <laughs> for the, for the South Dakota hunt, were you guys on, uh, were you guys doing muleys or whitetails? We we're doing mule deer. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. So a lot of the kind of like foothills, like spot and stalk scenario yep. and just trying to get after them on, a, on some glass. Yeah, your, your, your basic get up, uh, get up in the dark, find a ridge to glass on at first light, find out where they're going, find out where they're coming from, find out where they're bedding and then making your moves throughout the day, you know, eating your lunch at, you know, eight thirty in the morning because it seems like you've been out there forever already. <laughs> eat at about noon when you're supposed to be eating your lunch. But, but yeah, it's uh, it was a it was a great trip. Um, did a lot of that. Did that for, I think we were out there for four days, which I think if we had a little more time, you know, if we could have added three more days to the to the hunt, the weather did change. Of course, the day we left, I think if we would have had a couple more days in the there was a cold front right as we were leaving. I think we probably could have got it done um, if we had a couple more days to stay there, but it just wasn't in our, in the cards for all of us work schedule wise and stuff. So is that just uh, like super pain that you have to just like crawl a lot of that? A lot of crawling. Lot Cause there's of, not a lot of height, right? No, there's not a lot of stuff to hide behind there. So, so if you stand up, you like bust a hole, like mm -hmm. two, two miles, a mile. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> right and that's another you know that's a 30 minute walk to get to the next mile <laughs> um so with that i mean what like in terms of if you get like how am i trying to say this in terms of like things that you might learn or things that you might pass on to somebody else who goes out there like besides adding more time like make sure you got some time and hopefully you got some decent weather but like getting out there, glassing, was there anything where you were like, dude, if we would have done this, we probably could have had a better chance. Because you were out in Lemon, right? Um, I guess don't don't stand around there and think about it too long. I, I guess would be my, we've kind of learned that with hunting with each other the last couple of years. It's kind of like, there's a deer. We came here for deer. Make the stock, even if you might know it's from the, the first step even even though you might know it's hopeless from the beginning anything can happen so we had one stock like that where we kind of knew it was a hail mary like if this works out i'll be shocked but you're still going to get close to a dealer you're still going to try um but yeah i guess if i had any pointers for that style hunting and i and i'm not a veteran of this at all but we learn something every year i guess yeah. the biggest thing today is just do the stock just go for it make a plan okay and go yeah no and that's a great like you don't have to be a veteran to uh, you know everybody you you learn a lot more from the failures than you do from the wins. Oh, absolutely absolutely right. learning so keep yeah i mean that's that's the biggest say that again to keep the wind in your face and go for it yeah man i like you have to you have to put yourself in the game and it sounds like that might be an obvious statement but at the same time, when you're sitting there and you're glassing them up, it's same. It's a similar concept for elk hunting. Like, man, I heard a bugle. Like, seems like it's a 45 minute walk down that, and then a 30 minute walk up this, and it's gonna suck. But if I don't try, <laughs> I'm gonna just not do anything. I'm gonna eat my lunch. Right. <laughs> right. And I don't right? know who's 
I don't know whose claim to fame this is or who said it or where it's from, but I heard it somewhere and I say it all the time now, but you know, in, in mule deer hunting, don't leave deer for deer. You know, if you know one's there, go for it. Why you're going to walk the other direction to go look for more deer when you know there's a deer here, even if it might seem impossible, like you're saying, like, don't leave elk for more elk. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, uh, I've heard that, I've heard that a few times too. Um, and I like 99% of the time would agree with that unless it's like, you're going to spend five hours or eight hours or whatever and waste a day when there could be a better opportunity. And I always play with that. But at the same time, like you say, like if you're forward, if you're on a super short time frame, a condensed time frame, and you don't have the time to like, go, like, there's a deer go <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Don't matter the size, whatever, go, go try to go, go try to put a stalk. Cause yeah, I mean, you can't kill them from a mile, but you certainly can like someone else may stalk them. A coyote may come in. They might like, they might mess up and start walking to you. And all of a sudden, like you're in the game and you didn't even know. Yep. (laughs) You know, or how many times has that happened where you don't hunt like a tree stand and then you like pull up a camera and you're like, dude. If I would have sat there that night, I probably would have shot this deer. <laughs> right. Those um, are the worst years ever, though. Cameras, oh. you just. <laughs> yep. Dad, I've had... have... Fuck, honey, I wasn't out there. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've had cell. I've 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 implemented cell cams on our on our property this year, and uh, I have so far had two instances where I was like, man, I really don't like. Tonight's not a good, not a great night. I'm, I could be able to hunt. I should spend time with the family. I've been gone a lot. And then I pull up the the camera at 8 PM or whatever. And it's like, Oh yeah, he was there. He was there. I would have had it probably would have had a chance at him, <laughs> you know? Um, but then going down to going down to Missouri after that, um, I imagine that the South Dakota stuff was, was public ground. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, public was that same with Missouri or you guys go with an outfitter or how'd that go? So Missouri was a, a fundraiser a live auction that I had, I was actually, I'm co-chair this fundraiser and I was helping the auctioneer on her, you know, and everybody's <laughs> and, and so I'm in the back, you know, trying to find the, you know, the hand raisers and I'm throwing my hands out here. Yep. You know, yep. And then all of a sudden, like, this was a said, uh, like $4,000 hunt and it's only up to like 1300. I'm like whitetail. I know it's during rifle season, but whatever. And I just, I start raising my hand and then, you know, she's, she's seen me raise my hand and she goes, who's it too? And I raise my hand again. She's like, who is it? I go me. Like as my hand is raised, I'm scooping my hand down to my head. Like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. And- ended up winning the bid you know and later i'm like well it's rifle that's fine whatever and um he's a local gentleman he's up he's up uh just a little bit north here and um we ended up he said well if you want to change the dates i'm like well ideally we're archery hunters like that would be sweet to come down and archer archery hunt and so we ended up changing our dates a little bit and kind of wiggling around kids schedule and um, our, our parents all live up here. So we, we lean on the grandmas quite a bit with our two kids, especially in the summer, but, um, planned our, planned our week out to go down there, drove down there and had a great time, stayed at his house. It's a lease and private land, you know, situation and stuff. 
So they've got all the stands set up down there and everything, but you know, you just, they drop you and you figure out where you're sitting and come pick you up later and you're driving amongst the cattle in the field. And, but yeah, it was just so dang hot. And we had, you know, one night where Jordan saw that buck and it was ended up behind, behind a big tree and bed down. And then I had one night of activity, but after that it was done because came into this warm front that we left two days early. Cause it was supposed to be almost 80. And then Missouri, you got all the bugs again and all that stuff. And he's like, Oh, this is miserable. And we woke up that morning of Halloween and Jordan's like, I think we should leave. You know, it's five o'clock in the morning and we go out and talk to him. And he's like, I don't blame you, you know, kind of thing. So it was just our, our luck was the weather was just not in our favor, but now for, for um, Wisconsin Hayward hunting, we have, you know, private land. We live on some acreage and we actually moved last summer. So kind of in the bubble of, you know, you have an opportunity to make some money on your house, but then, you know, it's that whole, where are you going to buy thing? Um, we found a place that had been listed for a long time and it, it was his, was the, I'll sell it for this price price. And I think we respectfully got a, a gave a low ball offer respectfully and we ended up getting into it and we have 120 acres at home. And, um, so, but we had lived at our old house for six years. And so Jordan had six years on food plots. We had 40 acres at our old house and, um, you know, right, right in the time when you feel like you finally have your plan made, the plots are, you know, pretty much set how you want them. Now you get to the point where you just start rock picking and things like that to now we move to last year, we hardly hunted. Mm -hmm. And then Jordan got in pl food plots this year. And it turns out if you start a clothing brand, you don't have a lot of time to hunt either. <laughs> <laughs> At yeah home. i bet i bet I, especially if you start a brand and you want to like i mean the brand probably picks up the most during hunting season right yeah you're trying to do content you're trying to you know trying to do content which is great which is which is hunting and then you know you're hoping for that you know you're hoping for that kill but it never seems to come true and it makes it a little bit more like like i get the pressure i'm i'm a nobody i'm not saying that i'm you know any type of hunting show status but i feel like i feel their pressure a little bit when it comes to like people expect them to kill deer you know because they have a brand or a podcast or a, a hunting show or whatever it's like you're out there and you're just like there's just a little bit more pressure because you're like people expect you like oh well he's you know he has 120 acres and he has a pullback brand he, he kills deer every year it's like well i, I wish that was the case those but, deer don't give a shit about you, uh, just you know, there or not. i would love i would love to grip and grin <laughs> on social media just as much as anyone else would but turns out you got to load a trailer and fill a store up and make it all drive at about the same time so it's not it doesn't always go as you want it to go but if you do it you'll, you know, it'll be there and you'll have it. But the cool thing is you're able to explore a little bit differently as far as how you wanted to lay out food plots this yeah. year and knowing a little bit more and stuff like that borderline, that big 10, mm -hmm. that, that's the yeah, grassy that's, stuff, right? Yep. That yeah. stuff is super cool. Yep. Super. You can make your, it's like a privacy fence, privacy fence, and you can make your yellow brick road into any stand you want and hide yourself. It's, it's a cool product. Nice. That, and what's that called? It's called uh, Big Time, uh, it's called border, borderline. borderline. It's like that golden grass. I, I don't know what any of these are called, but it's that golden tall grass. It's like five or six feet tall. So you can like feather yourself into your stand if you want to. You could just make a little path for yourself to just wiggle all the way up to your stand. Or, you know, if you needed a little spot where you know you come in on a corner or whatever, or some like duck hunters use it 
down mm-hmm. in Missouri, they yep. they fill up a whole area just around a pond so they can sneak in. But that was kind of a cool thing. We also um, bought up to a uh, how big is that field? 200, 200, 80. 80 acres. Oh, 80 acre corn field. 80 acre field. And last year it was beans. And then this year it's corn. And everybody's got corn standing like still. <laughs> and it's yeah. off this year too, because they're just hanging in there. I had a 10 pointer. I was out there last week, mm-hmm. right before rifle. Mm-hmm. And um, he came out, but that sucker just started feeding in that first row of corn. And then just kind of disappeared into the corn but yeah uh, dude, that can t- standing <laughs> corn can certainly uh, be it can be a savior and a killer at the same time we did, yeah we just drove up from winona and there's still standing corn down there like in eau claire area but you know when yeah. it all got snowed on we got eight inches of snow but yeah yeah we still have a bunch down like i'm down uh in southwestern wisconsin which is where our, our property is and that is uh like near Dodgeville and that's, we still have the farmer that it's been, we bought the property four years ago and uh, the, the farmer that uh, farms, everything surrounding ours, he just doesn't pick until mid December. Like, oh. so it's all every year it's been like, all right, well, they're probably in the corn. <laughs> that's all new to us. I mean, we, you see it like, you know, just on the highways, not thinking about it because it's not near your property or whatever, but now we're like, dang, this is late. <laughs> Now we got to figure out a deal to get this guy to get this p- corn picked every year by at least like November 10th. <laughs> like risk for him, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, just shortages or, or reasons why the corn is still standing. Let's yeah. Call it that way. Yeah, there is. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that, and that makes sense. Every farmer has the reasons like it's yeah. like they want to make money too. They're just trying to figure out the best way for them to make money. And that's why it, sometimes it stays, right. You don't have to dry it as much or there might be a better buy later on, whatever the, the market is yep. doing. Yep. Um. So then with like, with pullback and let go, you know, you have the new shop, you have the new shop, you have the new, um, the new layout, you have the different brands. Are you guys still going to be doing trade shows like this? I mean, more and more trade shows, or are you guys kind of sticking to the ones that you're currently at, or what are you guys doing there? Well, we, we're we sticking to the Iowa and the Wisconsin show simply mm-hmm. because we are open in the winter at Anglers. So that mm-hmm. schedule is just about what we can pull off, unless things you know change or whatever in the future, I don't know, whatever. But those two work for us. And we also are super sensitive to the, the time that we have with our kids because the resort where we only get to put our kids to bed once a week for six months in the summer because we're open. So like if I put them to bed in the office, like I don't really consider that bedtime. Like it's not like we're, you know, it's more like, okay, go to bed. So we have, to, we get to have dinner with them once a week. So our, our time when we're closed is pretty valuable in the fall, especially, um, and then in the spring, you know, with trade shows, you know, you leave on Thursdays. We don't, you know, Iowa, we don't come home till Monday because it's such a long drive and your pack mm-hmm. time is so late. So, you know, for it to be gone two, five days stints in a month is a lot to be away from the kids. Also asking the grandparents to take care of them, but um, they're, they're, they're younger yet. So there will be a day when, you know, we could maybe bring them along and stuff, but not yet. <laughs> so yeah. maybe add a third show in would be ideal maybe a fourth 
But as far as being at the bar and the restaurant, we don't, if we're open, we're there. We've never had a managerial staff. It's just, it's just not really a thing. And you know, as soon as we would drive down the driveway, something's going to happen. The toilet's going to break. A tapper is going to do something weird. You know, a cooler is going to go out. A freezer is going to go out. You know, that's going to happen as soon as you hit the bottom of the driveway. So, I mean, that's just our luck. So, yeah. Oh yeah. No, for yeah. sure. I could, I could see that. And I certainly respect the, the time frame with the, with the kids. Right. I mean, that's part of the, part of the, probably part of the reason, like, you know, you got to come back from South Dakota. You want to come back from Missouri. You don't want to take these, uh, you know, long two week extended, you know, hunting vacations or hunting yeah. trips because you want to get back. You want to see the family, especially with, yeah. with your schedule, you know, a resort, especially like owning anglers. I mean, you guys are are rolling from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., you know, or later. And it's yeah, just we're, like, we're here at like 7, 38 o'clock in the morning until two, like some, average is one, two o'clock at night. Sometimes it's midnight, sometimes it's 2.30. Yeah. And that's six. An early, an early night would be like 11.30. Yeah. So, three hours in the and like, we don't get those, we don't get a, we don't get a weekend with the kids in the summer. And, you know, I, like we look at everybody else that's, at, I'm not going to say everybody in America, I'll just say everybody that's at anglers on those nights and they're there with their kids. You're like literally jealous and just going, okay, our time is coming. Our time is coming. It's an October and November you know, or whatever, but make sure we don't fill it up with other yeah. things, even though your passion is to hop in a truck and go hunt somewhere or, or whatever. But, but for us, it's, it's a- that we always just say, make pay while the sun shines. Like this doesn't last forever. It's this, we wouldn't be able to do the things that we can do if we weren't here. And then you're, and then you're okay with it. I mean, there's days where it sucks. I mean, that's just work, you know, but you have to enjoy it still too. Do you wake up every day and you're like, I am grateful for what we have and for what we do. Then that that's your answer. If you're not, then you need to change it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Jordan, was there something you wanted to chime in on that with Jordan? Um, no, she pretty much, she pretty <laughs> much got, <laughs> she got it covered. So cover. yeah. All right. Um, well with, uh, with that, are you guys adding, you know, if you mentioned earlier that you're, you started with a hat, then you added t-shirts and you got hoodies, you guys got some flannels in there. Are you guys looking to add anything else here? We're working on some stuff, hopefully for the next, in like the next eight or nine months or so. You know, I guess it would come down to almost next fall. Um, I mean, certainly with supply chains, it makes things very interesting now. Um, you know, if you wanted to have anything by summer, you already have to have it ordered. But um, we have some ideas going. Uh, and a lot of those, I think, will just take some time. But we did just launch our new line for the fall and the winter here. And as I say fall, I mean, I had everything organized to go and ready at the end of July and August. So, you know, we're still waiting for some things to come in that won't be until like January, but it is what it is. And I think everybody's kind of been accustomed to that, um, you know, for delays and changes and, you know, whatever. But um, I think we have some, yeah, some cool ideas, but they'll, they'll, they'll take time. Yeah. Uh, Oh, for sure. What we have online right now is our entirely new lineup that we just put out this last week. Okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you just opened the store. Was it last week or two weeks ago? Last sat, last Saturday um, was our, like our little event, like our little uh, soft, soft opening, soft opening yeah. if you want to call it that. And then uh, this Thursday, we're going to open at uh, four o'clock and that would be like our open to the public 
Um, so we're going to do that through Thursday uh, through Saturdays or Thursday through Sunday, four to seven. And then, cause we'll be up in and out when we're doing online orders and stuff too. So if we're sitting there, here's another thing. Like if you're there, you might as well just turn the lights on kind of thing. If you know, you're going to be at the shop for like three or four hours, you might as well turn the lights on, you know, kind of deal. But, um, Stone Lake is kind of cool as far as they're pretty laid back on their hours. <laughs> so it, it changes every so slightly. So we're just rolling with a month to month plan right now because we all work at anglers. So we have to wait and figure out if we're going to hire another kid or two to work at the shop while we're at anglers kind of situation. So we'll announce that all through our social media. Yeah. And, and our website. And stuff. Yeah. So that'll change, yeah. but December going till the 23rd thursday through sunday four to seven and then yeah that's Just doing some hunting right hunting friendly hours and uh you know so people have some time to still go in the woods if they're still trying to fill a tag and stop by and buy a hoodie or something for their girlfriend or their son or their you know for a christmas present or whatever and we can fulfill that and we can still hunt and we can still do the things with our kids and yeah so it's like i said it's pretty laid back uh, schedule for december but it's we're still going to be open. So we're trying to, trying to be creative here. <laughs> yeah, you bet. You need to have your hours need to be like 11 to two and then six to nine. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? You get to hunt the morning and the evening. Uh, yep. No, that's, that's awesome. Do you guys have any, uh, did you, Kelsey, have you bid on any other trips for next year? <laughs> I'm not really sure what we're going to do. Cause I, we're kind of back in the, maybe a Colorado or a Montana trip. Yeah. Hopefully. Possibly. Ideally, I'd like to bring the kids up on something, which might be kind of crazy or stupid, but it'd be fun to bring them up to the mountains for five or six days and have them live that life and, you know, do the. Do all the all mountain the things. Cooking and horse carrying and all that stuff and. Yeah. Scare, scare the hell out of them a little bit, but, you know. <laughs> How old are they? They'll be uh, seven and ten here this this spring. So. Okay. This winter. Yeah, so they could definitely, you know, walk a mile or two chasing yeah. some elk or muleys or something. Right. One, one might complain more than the other, but that's that's OK. That's all right. You got duct tape. Give them a give them a bugle tube. <laughs> <laughs> give them a bugle, bugle tube, teach them how to rip some bugles and they'll just you know, right. be louder than loud. That's that, right. one. <laughs> that would be a good job for my son. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you just have to take it away when you get home. <laughs> right. Go outside. He was calling in turkeys a couple of years ago, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had big toms walk in on him just doing it with his mouth. Oh, nice. That's cool. That's awesome. He's a little baller. Awesome. Oh, cool. Well, all right, you guys. Well, we're rolling up on an hour. Um, I do have to hop off. I have to get to a, a work call. But I sincerely appreciate you guys taking the time to hop in here. I know I've clearly a very busy schedule. So awesome that you guys can make the time. And for reference, it is pullbackandletgo.com, pullbackandletgo on the on the socials. And yep. then from the and then in Stone Lake, Wisconsin, you guys have that. I can drop, I have all your information here from your website. I'll drop it in the show notes if anyone's cool. sitting by. Yeah. And especially, you know, in the, like, I, do you guys, is it like, does the town population like double or triple in the summer? So Stone Lake is an unincorporated town. Hayward, I think hit 2,800 maybe. 
And Hayward, I would say all summer long goes up to at least 30 to 40,000 in the summer. And like we have Stone Lake Cranfest the first Saturday of October and that will bring in 30,000 people easily. Yeah, it's insane. Yep. So you're going to have, are you guys going to stock up and have thousands? (laughs) We don't, we don't know what we're doing, but right now they'll, they'll, right now we're planning to be open. Yeah. There'll be some type of plan. We're just not sure how we're going to pull that off yet. Yeah. (laughs) We're kind of like, just figure it out as we need to figure it out. We just say fitfo all the Mm -hmm. time. So (laughs) (laughs) we will figure it out. Right. That's right. That's how you, how you bought the resort, how you started the shop, how you started the brand, you figure it out. Keep Keep jumping. That's fantastic. All right. Well, thank you, Kelsey, Jordan. Thank you so much for the time today. Really appreciate it. Um, And I'll post all that in there for everyone listening. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, if if you guys enjoy like hearing Kelsey and Jordan's Jordan's story, check out their website. Definitely got some awesome products on there. I really like them. I'm a, I'll throw an order in this afternoon. Um, there's a couple of shirts that I like on there. So I'll throw an order in and hopefully uh, hopefully you guys get some new business out of this. Appreciate it. Appreciate, Appreciate it, Anthony. All right. All right. All right well, you guys have a great rest of the day. Enjoy your winter. And hopefully you guys fill your, fill your tags. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Take care. All right. See ya. Bye-bye.